What's going on, Float Combatters? It's your man, Old Bo, here with the, uh, 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 a man who needs no introduction, but I give him one every week. It's Smooth Benson Henderson. I did my best to try to buffer on that. I don't have the bass or the treble in the voice, but uh, what's what's going on, Benson? You're 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 handsome, even through even through the uh, the radio waves. Oh, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Just uh, uh, living the good life. Life, you know, trying to take things a day at a time and get better every single day, and uh, just enjoy the enjoy the journey. Absolutely, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess around this week. We're gonna jump right into that journey. Before we talk about the exciting fight news, you you got into a little bit of a a, a competitive uh, competitive scrap here uh, last week. Last weekend, you got back to competition at a fight to win pro against AJ. I'm not gonna try to say his last name, guy from Florida, but uh, uh kind of talk us through that, man. You came out victorious, but uh, tell us about getting back in the heat of things. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was good. You know, it was a good fun competition. Look at my hand raised. It was just a, a grappling uh, jujitsu match in the gi, so it was fun for me. Uh, I like to be in the gi. I enjoy the gi almost as much as I enjoy just you know regular shit. And for me, it was really kind of important to have a competition um, to compete, have fun, get after it. You know, kind of see how my knee holds up um, while having having my first competition not be inside of a cage with me you know, millions of people tuning in around the world. So that was kind of important to me to be able to, to test the water, see how the knee felt. Uh, you know, the good news is the knee felt great. You know, knee, I didn't have any uh, problems at all. It was in, totally in the back of my mind, not even the back of my mind. I didn't think, of what I, think about it once at all. Sometimes in practice, I, I give up certain positions to, you know, you know, I'm worried about the knee. I'm worried how he's going to hold up or this position, this position, that sort of stuff. Uh, in the competition against uh, AJ, I was able to not worry about uh, uh, at all. I out there and had fun, had a blast, got my hand raised. Um, it was a submission-only turn uh, match, and I did not get the submission, but I did get a nod. Of, all I wanted was one nod. As the coach of a competitor, normally can't say, oh, yeah, you had that. Clean the mat. You can't get that. I can't expect that much from AJ's coaches. But I did get a, a good, you know, little nod, little wink of acknowledgement from two of his coaches um, uh, the night of the of the match. Um, I had him in a pretty tight guillotine, and he, he was able to escape the guillotine by taping the the platform that we were on. So, um, you know, good mat awareness on his part on being able to roll off the mat. They're trying to push. The, on two, three times, and he uh, kept going the right direction to get rolled off two, three times. So uh, I was happy with my nod slash wink of acknowledgement from his coach. Yeah, and, and you know, I, you know, I, I was giving him grief about about his last name, but uh, AJ Agazarm is is a hell of a competitor. Uh, he's, he, you know, he's been in there with the best of the best, and submission only, uh, you know, uh, grappling has really caught. Fire as of late, you know, as uh, is, is one of the big options. So, you know, I always say this about you, Benson. That you're you're as game as they come, and you're always down to down to get after it. So, even though there was no hands and feet and knees and elbows to throw, you know, that I, I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that that fire that fire was alive and cooking. Yeah, it was good. You know, like just for me competing, uh, I'm one of those guys. I sad to say, but a minute, one of those guys have 
we were playing, you know, pick up basketball there at the local YMCA. You know, I'd be, I'd be one of those guys who's diving for loose balls and he's going out of my way and, and hustling down the court and doing all of a sudden everybody looking at me weird like, man, like, calm down. This is just a, a, a pickup game. Hey, why, why, why are you going that hard? Uh, that's the only way I know how to go. A jujitsu match in the gi, whether it's an MMA fight, whether it's a pickup basketball game, man, I, I just like to get after it and give 100% of myself. That's the reason competition is just able to go out there and give 100% do what it takes to get your hand raised uh and in the gi against aj i was able to do that um gave it my all went after it and was able to you know get my hand raised and have a uh, you know definitive win even though it was only a submission victory only i was able to get a definitive win against a you know a guy who's a world champion jiu-jitsu competitor a jiu-jitsu player all he does is just jiu-jitsu yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it, you know felt good to me Oh, absolutely, man! It, it, it got you. Uh, it got it got you back. You know, in the mix, it got your. You know, uh, yeah. You said you got to test your knee back out and and, and going full throttle in in, uh, in a competition. So it, it was funny as a matter of timing because you know on on our show here we've kind of hinted about when you're coming back and uh, you know uh, what what you'd like speculative dates. Well, you know, Bellator had a big show this past weekend. And part of that um, rollout, they announced ben, the return of Benson Henderson. And I got I got to tell you, man, there was a good pop for you in New York. A lot of people were excited about that, you know. And I had I had uh, uh, I had some people come up and talk to me about the this very show. So um, we'll talk about Bellator a little more in, in uh, as the show goes on. But let's talk about this 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 upcoming fight you have against the other Pitbull brother, correct? Yeah, you still got me. Yeah, the uh, other pitbull, the, the big pitbull brother. Uh, it's gonna be a tough fight, man, uh, for sure. The first fight against the younger brother, the smaller brother, the other pitbull brother. It was uh, a very, very good game plan they had. They did a great job. Did a great job of uh, stifling my offense. It was not allowing me to, to do what I want to do. And uh, um, I think they're gonna have have it in their heads that they can game plan like that against me again with the big pit bull brother. And it's, uh, it's on me. The onus is on me. It's my job to go out there and make sure that they, they do not do that. Uh, as best it works, you know, he throws hard, heavy hands. He either wins by knockout or lose by not loses by knockout. So you better believe it's going to be a, a great, great fun fight to watch for sure. And, and you know, it, we go with, uh, you know, like you look at the two, the, the 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 fight so far in Bellator, and and you haven't been shy about that. You're not one to make excuses at all, man. You you uh you give credit where credit's due, but let's also be realistic. You are fighting on one leg, you know, the entire time. Uh, now, do you feel, you know, um, do you feel like you're that that it's definitely showing proof time now? Now you're like, okay, well, you know, I I, I had some tough performances, but I but I wasn't 100 percent. Now I, I'm gonna be 100 percent, and now I gotta now I have to leave my mark because anytime I've ever seen your back up against the wall, man, you come out guns blazing. So, but you're also not a guy who's had his back against the wall much because you've 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 competed at a standard of excellence for a long time. But do you feel like now, like coming out in this fight against uh, uh, Free A, that that you have to show and prove? 
No, you know, I think for sure. Uh, I don't make excuses. You know, I got my butt kicked against uh, Korshkov. He threw me a whooping. I was able to take it like a man, take it on the chin, and uh, get back up there, you know, get back in the cage, not have my, my uh, e- ego, my manhood be too badly bruised. But he threw me a whooping for sure. And hats off to him. It had no, nothing to do with the, the torn ACL. He was just that good that night. Um, you know, again, it's uh, a little pit bull against Patricia. I was able to go out there and get my hand raised, even though I had the torn ACL. It was a weird win, but I'll take it any way I can get it. I always say it, it was funny because I always say, you know, put on a banana peel, I'll take the W. Well, it was kind of, kind of, kind of sort of like Patricio sitting on a banana peel, and you got to do what you say you do. So I'll take the, the W any way I can get it. And that time it came by a weird, you know, uh, bone breakage, but I'll take it, I guess. Uh, and then you guys, Chandler, you know. Can and I, even though I think I uh, did a better job of beating him up, he did a better job of winning the fight. So I'll give him that. He, he won it in the judges' eyes, but no ex- excuses at all on my part. The, the uh, you know only one ACL fight, only one knee. Uh, I will say I will let my actions absolutely 100% speak for me when I step back inside that octagon. When I step back inside that cage, you're going to see all the talk, the the months and months and months of pent up frustration. Anger, you're gonna see it that night. <laughs> yeah, you, you you caught yourself there. You almost talking about your old workplace. Yeah, you caught that one. Um, they try to have me use octagon more, and now they try to have me use octagon less. So now it's inside the cage. Octagon. That was a good catch there. Uh, you know, old Bo's sharp on it, but uh, you know, let's let's talk about your new place of business, man. I, yeah, you know, they they Bellator 180, Bellator NYC, uh, was a super big show this past weekend. It it, it went off great, and I'll tell you, I, I I've been saying for a long time that the conversation is changing. You know, I still, yeah, I, I think it's a, a great point about the conversation changing. I I think it's uh. The big names, the, how big Bellator is doing it, you know, uh, in New York City, uh, Madison Square Garden, like, you just, I mean, how, you, how much bigger can you get than that, you know, that's, they are absolutely forcing the change of conversation there. It, it, and, and, I, and I think it's, I think it's a two-part thing, Benson, I think the fact that Bellator has been so aggressive uh, with the way they're doing things and, and they're attacking. And there's also the fact that whoever's running the, the the UFC now, WME, has been asleep at the wheel for the first two quarters of 2017. And now all their focus is on a boxing match with Conor McGregor because they're trying to make this ends meet on this big payday. But at the same time, with with you know, I talked to Scott after uh, after NYC, and he said that you know we've gone. He said we've gone after. Ninety percent of the free agents we've gone after and wanted, we've we've been able to sign, and that's not going to slow down or stop anytime soon. So, you know the uh, uh, the way that they the way that they've uh, approached it, you know, and then putting on a show, um, a massive show. It was a big hit. There was a lot of media there that's never been, you know, uh, I've never seen at Bellator shows before. So yeah, I think the conversation is definitely changing, and I think it's I think it's going to continue to do so as 2017 uh, rolls on. Oh, I think for sure. The the more time you give Bellator to acquire big names, the more the more the um, owners slack on who they sign, who they re-sign, keeping some of their you know top talent, making those guys all pissed off, and mad, 
had to get in some of your your best you know champions uh, like DJ you know talking bad about you. Um, I think it just kind of goes to show um, the feeling from the fighters themselves. And then eventually that, you know, broaches over into work. You, people talk about one thing. They grumble about one thing for a while. You know, it's, you want to get paid. You want to make your money, pay your bills. But eventually you can only grumble and grumble and grumble so long. You know, regular work situation, you know, construction job somewhere, people grumble and grumble. But eventually after grumbling long enough, you know, they, they do something about it. So I think it's a matter of time for, for you seeing some of the, the bigger names, you know, DJ, uh, all those grumblings coming to fruition somehow. And, and I'm going to say this, and this isn't even about uh, a big name. This is a, a, there, We broke a story on Flow Combat this week that, uh, you know, former South Dakota high school wrestler went to University of Minnesota, Logan Storley, uh, a 170-pound prospect that tra- trains it down at Combat Club with Henry Hooft. He turned down a UFC offer to sign with Bellator. And, and, and he listed the reasons why the Reebok deal, and he said he's already making double what his first five fights would have been. And he also said the way Bellator promotes, you know, uh, high caliber wrestlers, he really likes how that happened. But, but that's what's unprecedented about it, man, that we're in an era five years ago. It never would have happened. You never would have saw a prospect decide to take Bellator over the UFC because of there's that there's that imagined prestige, but it's also the the, the idea that the UFC is where the real fights are. You know now now that that dialogue is shifting, and to see a prospect openly and talk about it on record choose Bellator over the UFC because Bellator is the best option. Like I said, that just furthers the dialogue that this conversation is changing. And my man Bob Dylan was right. The times are changing too. Times are changing. I, I will say this: I am still mad. I'm still upset at my man uh, Logan Storley. Logan, I heard he uh, graduated from college. He he put a tweet out there. He made a public an- announcement about getting the MMA. And uh, so I tweeted back to him. I hit him up. I hit up one of his guys, one of his boys. I said, "Hey, I heard you get into MMA. You know, I, I was a big fan of yours watching you wrestle in college. You're, you know, he's the man. If you think about getting into MMA." Hit me up, come down, come check. Ended up coming to Phoenix, Arizona, but to another gym, Power MMA, because a manager or something like that, uh, other wrestlers, um, the Ryan Bader and CB Day, all those guys over at Power MMA. But man, I wanted that fresh clay that Logan Storley was, man, and I wanted to mold him. He would have been a. He's still going to have a. It'd be awesome. He's a man. I'm a big fan of Logan, but man, if I would have a chance to get my hands myself, uh, my coaches John Couch, Andy Cha, to, to get our hands on uh, that type of clay, oh, we would have molded him into the absolute beast. He'd have been a uh, oh, I, I still get start my mouth starts watering. Think about what we could have done with that kid. Uh, but yeah, that absolutely uh, stories like his choosing to sign over Bellator. Because of you know a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of um, you know reasons that he listed in, in, in the, the story you guys broke on uh, Flow Combat, that all all you know goes to show that that right there is what we're talking about. That's that's in action right there. It's happening now. It's not you know something that's going to happen. It's not coming close. It's not doing this. It's doing. It's happening now. It is it is occurring right now as we speak. 
and, and you know what, man? That 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 that's got me excited. Listen to you tell that tell that story got me excited because you know the, those are the little things that you don't that you don't hear about. You know, I think that like a prospect like that. You know, I, what struck me about Logan is when I because he he fought on a Flow Combat show uh, a month or so ago when we were up in Sioux Falls, and I'll tell you what, the kid's super talented, and I'm excited to see what it is. But I couldn't get past the fact that he was a six time state high school champion and i'm thinking wait who goes to high school for six years and then they're like oh no no he started wrestling up as a seventh grader and won state from seventh grade on and i'm then I, then you hear about the brock lesnar you know protege thing and then like i expected him to be a big guy and then find out he's 170 but i saw i talked to him a little bit in new york city uh he's an upstanding kid um you know a lot of people that talk about him you know he he, he he's gonna be a, a big deal and, and and it makes me so happy to see that that he he chose Bellator. It wasn't even a question. He's like, nope. He's like, UFC wanted me to do you know some Dana White Challenger Series thing, and he's like, and the money just wasn't you know the sponsorship money. I'm not interested in it. So you know to see guys making business moves like that, it kind of alludes to what you've been saying the entire time. You know that you got to be your own brand. You have to build your own things. You have to make your own way. And to see that uh, that the fighters as young as a 24 year old Storley are making those kinds of decisions, it makes me happy. It gives me hope for the future. How about you? I think for sure. I think for sure. Hope for the future. Hope for the betterment of MMA altogether. Love Bellator, they, they give me some really big paychecks. They treated me very well. Uh, UFC, I have, I have no ill will towards UFC at all. They treated me very well. I still get treated very well whenever I go corner guys this weekend. I'm going to go corner one of my uh, young up-and-coming studs, Jakar Close, uh, at UFC, whatever number it is. But um, it's not just you know UFC or Bellator. This is, I'm all for the betterment of MMA. I, I am for you know me hopefully having a career in MMA at the age of 50 whether i'm training coaching managing doing something you know uh in the sport of mma i want mma to be like you know baseball to be like football to be like basketball and eventually have a a big huge established uh sport a big huge established brand i want want the sport of mma to grow so i think for the betterment of mma for the future it is better to have lots of other organizations right now uh, helping build and grow the sport uh, to eventually one day, you know, maybe NFL, you know, to maybe one day take over the English Premier Soccer League. You got to have such your sights far. It's not going to happen overnight, but you guys have to groundwork now so that later on you can uh, achieve those things. And, and, you know, it, it's not just your side of the business either. It's our side too. You know, we, We've seen some things, and you know, and I've said it too. You know that uh, I've been on record to say a year from now, this MMA media thing will not look the same as it looks right now. Yeah, we saw this past week that you know uh, Fox Fox News is no longer doing editorial coverage. Uh, Champions, the MMA site, they they've shuttered down. They're they're done. Um, it's just changing, man. And it was funny to see. You know, I looked around at uh, at Bellator this this past weekend, and you know, a lot of the other big big squads were there too. And I kind of got a kick out of it because it's like, okay, you know. And what was funny is, like, I told Scott Coker and Ryan Grab, I said, you know, what this is risky for some of these guys because the UFC, 
they definitely are, are are spiteful. So with these guys, with these guys not being in Oklahoma City, even though Bellator is a monumentally bigger card, you know the UFC can hold some grudges like that. You know at Flow Combat, we're fortunate enough where we're not beholden to anybody, and it's and, and it's a relief, man. I can I can uh, I can go cover a Bellator show. I can go cover a UFC show. I can go to uh, Eastern Tennessee and cover Valor fights. One of our things, and, and the whole time I just get to tell fighter stories. So it's it's incredibly liberating. But you know, Benson, because you've been in this business for a long time that those grudges are real those those like little backroom stories about you know journalists being bumped out and, and all that stuff because they they didn't play ball with the UFC that that's all very real oh it's very real I was I was uh, on the other side for a long time and I heard the stories from the from the UFC PR people, and they were telling me stories about, oh yeah, this guy did this, and then this guy did this, and he wrote the story, but we wanted him to write it this way, but he wrote it this way. So now, like some of the little things, the more cattier side uh, of the PR guys, uh, of what they did as a retribution to some of the writers not writing up good stories. And I can admit, some of those so flattering stories were about me. Um, and see, also I, I see both sides of it. I can, I can understand. UFC being, uh, you know, catty about oh, but we wanted you to write a story like this, and, and but when you wrote it, it made him sound like this, and yada yada yada. But you know, what you can do is access to the journalists and let them do what they do. You know, their job is to to give it scope and give it magnitude and put the great words behind it. Uh, if you don't like it, you know, that's uh, that's that's, that's tough there, I guess. Absolutely, man. And you know what's funny is that you know, and I I've said this on on our show a bunch of times. You're you're an athlete that challenges writers and journalists to do better. You know, what I mean that if you're gonna take the time out of your day to do like what they did with Tag Radio, and you're doing twelve interviews in a row, you don't want to answer the same twelve questions, and and you and you'll put a guy on the spot for 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 asking you know for 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 asking a question that. That, that didn't make any sense or or that's or had an obvious answer I used to get a kick out of it so before you know you and I developed a a, a working relationship I used to like bone up on my stuff man before I before I interviewed you I wanted to be I had to make sure I, I, I swear to goodness man because I'm like man Benson's Benson's no rookie at this and, and, and you know the, he's gonna make sure that you're not mailing this in not that I've ever done that but I mean uh, I looked I always look forward to, to interviewing you because I knew if I asked you good, researched questions, you were going to give me good, uh, insightful answers, which in turn makes it easier to write the piece. You know, I think a lot of guys right now are just skipping through it like, oh, hey, you know, how was your training camp? Or, you know, uh, if you're if you, you know, if you lose this next fight, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they're not taking the time to, to, to look at the 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 side of it from the fighter's perspective so i always did my research when i was coming up against smooth man and I, and we wrote some we wrote some gems together man like i, I feel like i you know I, i've had the honor of uh of documenting some of the the best parts of your career and, and then i think that rapport grew into eventually what you're hearing now with us doing this show i think it's a mutual respect you know i think for sure i think for me, it's just the, uh, the, like you said, you know, like the hard work, the due diligence that you did, that you do, uh, the due, due diligence uh, requires due diligence on my part. It deserves due diligence and a, a good, legitimate, well thought out answer on my part. Um, on my part. So if you know a reporter just says, "Oh yeah," so yada yada yada, like the, the most basic, simplest question there is, and then uh, yes, yeah, true, I did already answer it seventeen times. There's already 
three, four articles out about that exact thing, then you know my answer is going to be a, a rote reply. It's going to be the, the same you know, 20 words I told that guy, I'm going to give you the same 20 words. If you do your due diligence and give a, a you know, a serious, well-thought, good question, then on my part, I have to do my job to give a good, serious, well-thought-out, you know, uh, answer. So I, I think for sure, um, you know, you doing your part, me doing my, my part, me making you better, you making me help me help you. I, I think I think it worked out very well together. And you just said rote. I love it, dude. You, you know what I'm saying? You're just not the average fighter, dude. You're such a different animal, and I, and I and I and I love it so. But um, speaking of before we get before we get on to the good stuff, the non MMA so that people come to check this out, I do gotta ask you about Bellator NYC. Um, it was it was a great show. Uh, it was a wacky night of fights with the Pico thing, the Chandler thing. Um, you know, almost a double knockout, Mitrion Fedor, but. What I'm looking at is the scope of it, Vince, and with, you know, with, with the card Bellator tried to play to go big, uh, like, how did you feel sitting back, you know, as a representative of this company, how did you feel the night came off as a whole? Uh, uh, I actually didn't watch it live, because I had, boy, uh, my, my son, my little son, uh, was going crazy, so I didn't get a chance to watch it live, so I gotta admit that right off the bat. I'm reading about it and looking back, watching uh, some of the videos about it, reading about Pico, uh, how Chandler and, and Primus ended, uh, the double knockdown, almost double knockout of uh, you know Milinko and Mitrione. I think it's what better way for for Bellator to you know have a, a good card, a, a great card, but to have you know a bunch of moments in there that people want to talk about, like oh man, this you know this stud Aaron Pico, he had you know training that uh, in San Jose. And he knocked out a bunch of training partners, and like he's just supposed to be the man, you know, Olympic level wrestler, and has great hands, Golden Glove boxer, and this and that, and this and that, and look what happens, you know. Um, so it's just great stories. I think what you want uh, as a business, uh, as an entertainment business, is you want people talking about you, uh, and not necessarily talking about you know super wrong bad things. Like you want it to be positive. I would like it to be positive, um, and I think uh, that following Monday. Everybody was talking about it. Oh, did you see what happened there? And then, oh, the the Prince versus Chandler was it his ankle? Was it his knee? Was it was it from a kick? And I don't understand. And how did was he just jumping around? Like you're having, you know, my entire gym was talking about it. And you know, uh, I think it just goes to show, like uh, that's what you want. You, you, you need a substance style. It can't just be all flash and this and that. We need to have good fights. Uh, you need to have people talking about it the, the next Monday at the water cooler and that's what, uh, what Belter did. You know, they delivered. And, and I'll say this too. One, you know, I, I'm a big advocate. I'm an acolyte of sense of the Lord of Chaos. Like, I just love chaos. I think chaos brings uh you know uh all you know uniqueness and creativity and i love when things are a little out of order so you know uh, i leaned over to you know glow uh, hunter homestake next to me when pico was walking out and i said dude you know i, I can feel chaos is close and I, and I and i think he gets i think he gets drubbed real quick and then it just it just cut loose from there but the two moments of the week that uh that are going to stick with me for a long time was one mitrion leg kicking me in the middle of that interview which sucked because like uh but I, but but I champed it, man. I champed on and finished that damn interview. And then the other was, did since you didn't watch it live, but maybe did you catch the? Did you you might have seen it on Reddit or not? Did you see when uh, Chandler stood up and and they moved his stool? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw the gif of that. I was, oh, I felt I felt bad for myself. Right, right. <laughs> it was funny. I got a, I got a good giggle out of it. But yeah, I felt bad for the poor man. I was like, oh, he can't get a break. Yeah, it was it was like insult to injury almost, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was wacky, and then I I saw it happen live, and I'm like, oh man, that just happened, and then they did like a, I think they even did a replay in-house, it was nuts, but but yeah, big win for Bellator, so there's the MMA portion of the Smooth and Bow Show, now we're going to talk about some goods, because if you have a pulse, and, and I know 25 million of you do, then you know that Game of Thrones penultimate season here is about to kick off in a few weeks. And, and I got to tell you, Benson, the, the, the teaser trailers they're putting out, nobody does it better than Game of Thrones, man. I am flat out fired up. Uh, Danny's on her way to Westeros for a collision with the Lannisters. You know, uh, Jon Snow's king in the north, and he's got the White Walkers trying to get through the wall. This is the payoff we've been waiting for. This is the Song of Ice and Fire stuff that, that we've been waiting for. Winter is finally here, dog. I mean, are you stoked? Winter is coming. Oh, I can't wait. It's uh, it's going to be so exciting. I, I think, like you said, you know, Daenerys is coming. Um, Jon Snow up in the north. Oh, they, they, they a bunch of I help but read all the 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 fan fiction the ideas of what might happen, this might happen, that might happen. Who they're going to kill off? You know, they're going to kill off a couple big name characters. Uh, I'm actually pretty stoked too because. Every every season so far has been a ten season, you know, a ten episode season, and this time it's only going to be seven episodes. But it's only episodes for the seventh season, coincidentally. But uh, also, they they have a, a, a episode that's over like ninety minutes long. They have one episode that's only fifty minutes long. Like it's going to be uh, crazy in that sense too. You know, like how sometimes you watch an episode and you're like, oh man, that seemed like a really short episode. That wasn't that wasn't too long. How long? How long was that episode? Like, oh yeah, like fifteen minutes. Then you got the next episode is gonna be like over ninety minutes. That's like a that's a movie right there, you know. So I think it's uh really cool that they're doing that also. That like they're not doing the, you know, casual constraints. The, the uh, formatting themselves to what everybody else is doing. They're being in, uh, wild and open, like you know, like Game of Thrones is known for being. Uh, and you know, making their the time of their episodes just be all sorts of crazy to fit the flow of the episode. I think that's. I think that's dope. I think that's so awesome. And you know what's funny is that, you know, uh, people say, you know, like, I, as, as great as the show is, I don't go back and watch any, you know, you, I don't go back and watch them. But I will say that I have gone back and watched the Battle of the Bastards episode probably seven times because that's just as good as Braveheart, in my opinion. Um, you know, if, so if you need a refresher, if you're listening, you need a refresher, you go back to last season. You watch Jon Snow and Ramsey Bolton go toe-to-toe, uh, you know, for, for Winterfell. That's that's that. But I got to tell you, man, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm as heterosexual as the day is long. I've been married for a long time, but... Jon Snow kind of does something for me. I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm such a Jon Snow fan. I like I when he when when they brought him back, I like jumped up and cheered like it was a fight. I was like losing my mind and and to see you know to now where it's heading. You know, uh, there's so many like you said fan fiction theories of where this is going. Since it was revealed that he is a target, he does have Targaryen blood. Is he the prince that was promised? Azorus Eye, whatever his name is. You know, like there's all this stuff that has to be rounded out. And like you just mentioned. We only have 13 episodes uh, to, 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 f- to finish this thing. So in, in the world of Game of Thrones, Benson, who, who is your character or characters or what's your favorite story, line, story arc that's running? 
Uh, I'm a fan of Jon Snow, of course. Like, I, I can admit, too. I have a little bit of a man crush on Jon Snow, but I think everybody can admit, you know, they got a little bit of a man crush on P- Jon Snow. Plus, you uh, have the hair. Plus, you have the hair. You have the hair. The hair, too. Long hair don't care, man. Long hair don't care. <laughs> but he survived a lot to, to get to be where he's at. Um, but sorry, some of my favorite characters, man. Like, I guess all the classics. You got to go back to first Ned Stark's such a good stand-up some good honest guy and to get his head chopped off in the freaking first season just uh, people you remember go back to like trying to remember oh yes yeah, how you felt when uh, you actually he was actually beheaded and like you're like oh, oh my goodness what in the world like you're just shocked could not believe it you know? could not believe it because we because at that time we thought he was the main yeah. character the way they'd been telling it like that was the main character and he just got his head chopped off come on yeah insane insane but i, I think um Arya, she's a, a great character, and I think they're um, going to have some definite twists for us in the, this upcoming season on, on her character, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. The biggest thing, I, what I love the most about Game of Thrones is that you can try and guess this, try and guess that. Like, you watch any movie, you can kind of guess how the movie's going to play out. There's only so many storylines, this and that. Um, so you can kind of guess how movies play out, but Game of Thrones has taken that turn on its head so you don't know what's going on so now I almost don't even try to like expect what's going to happen I'll try and guess oh this is going to happen or that's going to happen I, I can't admit I do go through and read some of the fan theories of what's going to happen what's going to take place but I, I truly watch every episode with no expectations and I, I just enjoy the moment I, I, I love that about Game of Thrones yeah, man, I mean, back before they revealed it, you know, the L plus R equals, you know, like, you're, we're looking through, like, blood and timeline, and you gotta think, too, like, I, I, I don't see any way that, you know, because the two, the two characters who have survived and struggled the most and endured is, you know, John and Danny, and, and you gotta think that this season we're gonna see, you know, Danny get through, you know, uh, crush the Lannisters, and then, you know, HBO does a great job of doing these teasers where they'll give us these little looks, but then there's these voiceovers. So, you know, in this last one, you got Jon Snow saying, you know, our families fought together for centuries and, you know, blah, blah. And, like, is he talking to Danny? You know, uh, what's going on? Are they forming an alliance? So the good thing is, like you mentioned, it's only seven episodes. So it's going to be, there ain't, there's no going to be no filler, man. It's going to be full throttle, you know, GOT style. And, and 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 I love how the 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 show's grown so much because you know the every like I, it's such a phenomenon because everybody everybody watches Game of Thrones so then you know you're outside talking to your neighbor on a Monday and you're like oh man you see of course I did you know and then you get into all that and uh, yeah and like I said like we were kind of talking about the Jon Snow man crush you know at least we can sit like I sit with my wife and we watch it and at least we can and she I think she I think I like him more than she does in that way so uh, she she tells me I need to calm down a little bit you know because I get like I get all worked up because I said that Battle of the Bastards episode I mean you know like Braveheart was a movie that was heralded for its for its battle scenes and if you watch that battle of the bastards episode man the the action was just as good and as intense as oh, as the mel phenomenal. gibson movie you know yeah i i totally agree i think uh braveheart blew a lot of people away and uh, uh that's what just blowing people away there the action scenes the way it's uh choreographed everything the realism of it and everything it's it's you know freaking phenomenal 
All right, so there you go, folks. We got we got that. You know, we got your Game of Thrones coming up uh, in, in a few weeks, and then we're gonna switch gears a little bit because old Bo went a little adventure in here, and we're gonna jump into Benson's world because he has some awesome he has some awesome expression on him. But uh, old Bo, I've been wanting to get my hand tattooed for a very long time, and I, I have my right arm's a sleeve, and that but that that concept actually started. I was a hand tattoo, and I went to my artist, and he said, Nah, man, yeah, because at the time I was still kind of freelancing and working you know other gigs and he's like you know you might want to put a suit you have to put on a suit he's like just keep it off your hands until you're your own boss pretty much you know until you have you know you're the source of your own employment so now you know with good fortune and hard work I'm in a a position where I kind of do my own thing and I finally decided I want to get this hand done and, and and I know you got some stuff uh, uh, on your hands and, and I'll tell you that I, I was I was so 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 caught off guard I, I breezed the knuckles man the knuckles were not a problem at all it was the meat of the hand that had me jumping all over the place man isn't it so strange that the places that we think that like tattoos oh yeah there's nothing there it's gonna hurt and then it gets to somewhere that's a little meaty and you're like Man, this is, I can't even, I can't even sit still. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy with the tattoos how for certain people, for some people, this part hurts. And then for other people, this, like, you know, some of the toughest guys in the world, they have over 50 hours of, of work done on their bodies. And they'll, and they'll say, oh, yeah, the worst part is for me, it was terrible, it was agonizing. I could barely deal with it. I could barely barely put up with it. And then someone else would be like, oh, no, that part was pretty easy for me. My worst part was this one right here. So I think it's a little bit different for everybody. But, yeah, the, the hand, is, uh, the hand is, is a little different for sure, a little, little, little unique. Like you said, for sure, you got to have a, a, a stable employment or, or self-employed, I think, to pull that one off for sure. Well, and, and you know, in full disclosure, part of the reason I did it was because, you know, I've been doing this for close to 10 years now. And, you know, there's times where I'm like, you know, just everybody, you know, their their days get a little long. And, and then for me, it's a constant reminder, like, you know what, I, I can't go back and do anything else. Like, I have to stay in this because that's what I, that's what I want to do. That's where my dreams are at. And, and, and that kind of forces that hand, you know, literally. Yeah, I think it's, it's called a, a commitment or being all in. In poker, they call it, you know, all in. So you are as all in as you can get. With your, uh, you know, with your career, with the life you chose, you get the, the hand tattoo. Like, okay, well, there goes a traditional nine to five. I'm all in now. So I, I, I can definitely dig that. Me, you know, having a hand tattoo is a uh, biblical, it's a Bible verse. It's, you know, uh, as they say, wearing your uh, your heart on your sleeve, or wearing. For me, it's wearing my faith on my on my sleeve. It's, not hiding it, not denying it, not trying to be ashamed of it. Uh, so, you know, for that, all the same ideas and all that, but made. So, uh, for me, it's a, a strong point of commitment on that part. And everybody knows with the 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 tattoo that you have on your back, man. How, how many? How much time? How many hours went into went into that to to, to those wings? Oh, for sure. Got a uh, shout out, my man uh, Melo. Melo Stefanik, who, uh, who hooked me up with all my last, like, eight tattoos, seven tattoos. Uh, he did all of the, all my last ones. He's the one who did my back. Uh, all together, I think it was right around, like, 21 hours or so, around there. I did three different settings. So I did the first setting for the sitting, for the outline, and that was 
not absolutely unbearable, but it was a lot of work. I think the first one was like six and a half hours or so. Um, and that was again, just for the outline. And then the very next day we went, cause I wanted, to, I wanted to get it done right, right away. I wanted to have it done as soon as possible. I want it to be like a month long process of getting that tattoo. I wanted to knock it out as soon as possible, as quick as possible, as much as I could take. And Melo said, all right, all right, cool. Let's do it. You want to get it done fast as much as you want. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's do that. So then I had to back it up. I did the outline one day. The next day I went in there and did all color on one side the next day when all i went in there and did all color on the other side um so all together i think it was yeah right around like 20 just shy 21 hours maybe right around there you did three days back to back you let him dig into that like you went right back to it yeah it was pretty torturous it was it was pretty torturous wow the the third day going in like knowing the abuse that he, he did to my body i was very very sad going into his uh, going into his studio on, on that third day, <laughs> dude. I bet, man. Um, and and then you know, uh, and also because you're the way the bottoms of your wings run, they run pretty far down in your back, and that's what I'm talking about. Like with with uh, with, with with tender spots uh, from everything I've heard, the that's that's no bueno either. How, how was it getting it? How was it getting it, him digging in down there? Oh yeah, for sure. Going, going below the. Uh, Belt line below waistline on on the back that for sure uh, stung a little bit. It was a, that was a pretty good sting there. Uh, for me though, it's my ribs. That that's like I said, everyone's a little bit different. Some people are, are I heard who you know got their ribs done, some big pieces too, and they're like, oh yeah, the ribs weren't any problem to me. Like they were, you know, they stung, but it weren't as bad as the top of my foot or it wasn't as bad as my hand. And for me, it's, it was the ribs were the absolute worst. So even when uh, Mello got close to my ribs on the wings, oh I I had a <laughs> bite down on Malfi's hand, you know, and just try and stay as still as possible. But the uh, below the waistline on the back, because my wings do go below the uh, the waistline, below the belt line. Yeah, that's done pretty good too. But see, now that's OG credit for you there, man. Because a lot of people don't realize that when when professionals and people look at serious ink, that you know, like when, like say when people get mohawks, right? They get like that faux hawk, that little top spot done, and, and they don't get it all the way back down, you know, all ratty in the back. Well, that's the way like professionals look at like body art. That if you're gonna get something on your back that's gonna go there, then you need to go below the waistline uh, to finish off, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of on your backside a little bit. You know, what I mean, that's how they say like that. That's like a real. That's somebody who really went for it, you know. I mean, so yeah, man, and, and uh, I could imagine that, but that's that's got to be a pretty a pretty rough spot. But yeah, I heard the ribs the ribs suck too, man. And uh, um, but yeah, I'm blown away that you went like man that you had the like the perseverance to say I'm getting this done, and you went back three days in a row because that's the whole thing with tattoos and me is I almost have to forget how much the last one sucked before I can do it again, you know. <laughs> Yeah, normally, 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 I'm the exact. Have a nice long window in between tattoos. I kind of forget how, how the first one, the the previous one felt, and forget about that pain, and then go in and trick myself, fool myself, and go and do it again. But thankfully, uh, you know, doing the outline, it was a big, huge outline, so it was all over my whole back. So it wasn't like one area had constant work, constant shading. He did the next day, he did the one side. So that whole side got super inflamed, was swollen, bruised, all that stuff, you know. And then, and, um, I, I think it wasn't quite as, as bad the third day. 
suck. It's still terrible, but it wasn't as bad because he wasn't going over the bruised area. He was going over a fresh area doing, doing the wings on the other side. So it definitely wasn't as bad, I think, in a sense. Um, and like you said, too, yeah, for sure, uh, the way Mello explained it to me, the way the way my guy explained it to me, peace, you don't want to be constrained to western you know tattoos where if you do a back tattoo it stops at your belt line or your waistline uh, back tattoos a uh, back tattoo you, you know you don't hold it to just the belt line but it, you know for a lot of uh, more traditional tattoos it, you gotta line like look at traditional you know any any cultural traditional tattoos like the japanese huge back pieces they take up your entire back it's not it doesn't stop at your waistline or your belt line look at some of the uh you know the native uh, polynesian uh, local tattoos in hawaii and whatnot down there and those tattoos don't stop at you know the, the belt line or the waistline um you know, almost every culture you have the exact same thing but in america for some reason for many years people consider the a back tattoo it just stopped at the waistline stopped the belt and that was it uh, but Mel explained to me uh, sort of the ideology the, the idea behind getting your whole back done and not just stop, stop at the, where the, the belt you know just, uh, goes uh, and I could really uh, you know went home and thought about it uh, looked it up did a little research on my own and I was uh, I was on board I was like yeah I, 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 can, I can feel that I understand that I can, I can dig that let's uh, go ahead and make the wings big and let's go, let's go all the, as far down as you think you know well, and I'll say this, you know, uh, it's 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 kind of a phenomenon with those of us who kind of get who kind of get ink and we're kind of gluttons for that punishment. But, um, you know, uh, I just said so I have my my right hand done, and then uh, the 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 shading that he put on the hand, he's gonna inherit the sleeve because I'm switching artists, so he's gonna go ahead and and get it over the next year. We're gonna get this done. Uh, this session wise, but is there anything in your mind? Do you ever like reach that point, Benson, where you're like, you know what? I need some new ink. I, I'm I'm itching for some fresh ink. I I always I think after my last five tattoos, each one I was like, oh, it's pretty good. I think, I think it looks you know pretty pretty well done. And like I have, I think I think I'm pretty good. I think I think I think I look okay. I think I'm, I don't think I need any more. And then sure. Nah, nah. My two nose. You wait a little while. You wait six months. Wait a year. Wait three months. However long it is. Eventually, you get that. You get that. Tell, tell you. And you get that pull. Oh, maybe want to get one more tattoo. Just a small one, or just one more. However you reason it in your head. And for me, I'm that. I'm getting to that point right now. Again, yeah. I'm getting to that exact point. Oh my god. I've been thinking about uh, getting the piece for a while. It's going to be. I don't want anyone to steal my idea. So, oh, I stole that. Idea from my my buddy of mine, old training partner, uh, mighty Joe Veras on UFC. Uh, he has uh, this tattoo, uh, and I, I like the idea so much. I was like, oh, I'm stealing that idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it one of these days. And that was like nine years ago. I'm finally gonna steal it. But I'm doing uh, my next big piece is gonna be mid calf to mid thigh and full on sleeve, for, like cover for everything mid calf to mid thigh on my left leg. And then we're going to have, like, a mama bear and a papa bear and then a couple of baby bears also, you know, or a mama dragon, a papa dragon, and a couple of baby dragons there. After my um, my next son, my wife is five months right now, so after my next son is born, we're going to get a good picture of him. And then uh, a tattoo uh, on my leg. That's going to be my next piece. And I am so not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> and you know what? Staying with that theme, it's funny enough because you know it, when I went and got this done last week, 
on my way to New York. Uh, I've had my daughter's name uh, since she was an infant baby, but then on my sleeve, I've had a spot for Atticus's name that I just I just never got to, and it's always pissed him off. You know, like, hey, where's my name on there, right? So, uh, so when I finally sat down to do this. I told the guy, I'm like, hey, man, look, uh, you know, can you just knock this out, put it on the inside of my wrist, and then we'll flip it over and do the hand. So he knocks it out, and then we get about to it, and Benson, I'm like two hours into this hand tattoo, and I start, you know, when you get to that point where you're squirming really bad, and you're like, man, oh, yeah. it's just kind of, it's everything's jumping and stinging, and, I, and I, I asked the guy, I said, man, why am I struggling so hard? He goes, oh, dude, he goes, I should have said something to you, but you kind of blew through your endorphins with that, that first, with that name tattoo. He said, you know, I, I ripped through it quick because it's just line work, but your body puts out endorphins for like the first 25 minutes of a tattoo, so then after that wears off, it starts, everything starts to hurt real bad, so get this, he goes... You know, because I have uh, I have the word hope on my on my knuckles, and then I have uh, a blue feather from the, the from the book Illusions by Richard Bach, which I'm a huge fan of that ideology and that and that self belief. Um, so I wanted to put it on there as a reminder to myself. You know, and uh, we had everything done except the coloring of the feather, and at the time, so it was just flesh colored. And you know, you start to give yourself outs. I was like, hey man, like this feather looks pretty good, just flesh colored. You know, I think <laughs> I think we're all right. And the guy's like. <laughs> The guy's like, no way, Jose. Like, you know, hey, man. He's like, I know it's going to suck because you're, you're already past your point and you're over it. But he's like, if you just give me 40 minutes. And, and then he goes like this. He goes, he goes, yeah, man, actually, I got this stuff that, uh, that you know, I was like, I don't break it out much. But he's like, he's like, it's a numbing agent. And, uh, and it'll help you get through it. And I'm like, oh, man, anything will help. So he puts this stuff on. He starts laying into it. And then, like, five minutes into it, back into it, I'm like, man, th- th- that ain't real. This ain't. He's like, it got you to shut up for a little while, didn't it? Like, he placeboed me, Benson. It worked for five minutes. It worked for five minutes. So that's not that's not too bad at all. There's five minutes. You were like, okay, okay, I can do it. I can do it. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, and that five minutes led to the next, you know, whatever, and we got it done. But, but yeah, folks, you know, uh, uh, we, 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 you know, uh, Benson and I have a lot of ink, a lot of stories. We're gonna, uh, you know, because I, I actually had somebody on Twitter saying, "Hey, you know, you, uh, you guys need to talk about that, get into, get into all that," and um, you know, we'll, we'll keep fleshing that out. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones, like I said, is coming up here in a couple weeks. You know, Benson just announced that he's, he, he's, uh, he's getting back in the cage, and uh, he got, a, he got a grappling win over a, a tough competitor. So I think that's a pretty damn good show, and it, and, and it's good to talk to you. And now you know, as through training camp, you know Benson might get a little grumpier as the as the groundhog as the groundhog days continue. <laughs> but that's but this show is a good outlet for you because then you can because you can talk about comics and we can talk about Jon Snow. Hey, sounds good. Sounds good to me. We can both both uh, talk about our um Jon Snow for a little while. That's, that sounds good. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Smooth and Bow Show. I'm Dwayne Finley. That's Benson Henderson, and we'll catch you next week.